Blog Talk Radio. Are we good? Yeah, yeah, we're we're on. Oh, are we on now? Yeah. Are you oh, ready? Well, are you ready to start this? I I am I'm as ready. I'm a man with a plan. With more plans than the man himself, this is Fantasy Booking with Crow and Trey. I am your host, the Crow, over here to the left. Whoa! It's Earl Grey Trey. Oh my God, I am on the left, and it looks so different over here. Why, that, why, why is the cheeseburger under my seat? Well, you see, Buzz gets hungry during the show, and... <laughs> You know, is, it has to be, is this cocaine? <laughs> Buzz gets hungry during the show. <laughs> what are you feeding him? No wonder Co- why he's so good at fantasy wrestling. I mean, uh, cocaine and cheeseburgers. It's the breakfast of champions. <laughs> the Fudge Carlton special. <laughs> like, I would seriously go to a Sonic and order cocaine and cheeseburgers. Wow. I would love to do that. Anyways, this is a very special show. There's not really a set, like, you know, schedule for this show. We just decided after hearing the blockbuster announcement of a possibility of Lesnar uh, Goldberg 2, we had to do a fantasy booking show. And first and foremost, I, I want to get your initial reaction. I didn't watch live. I, I had to work, but I been reading the reactions but i want to get your reaction because you actually watch the show live so what do you think uh about well what do you think about lesnar goldberg 2 well you know when they when Heyman first honestly came out i thought it was just okay you know it's the day before 2k17 comes out right we're gonna get our plug mm-hmm. you know that that is it is what it is, you know. At and that's perfectly marketing fine. at its finest. And who better to market it than the best marketer of all time, which is Paul Heyman. But yeah, exactly. But when he started talking about Goldberg, my interest peaked a little bit because let's go back to two thousand four for a second. Let's let's take a trip. That match sucked. It did. <laughs> they were both on their way out. They were well, they were here's the thing. Out. We didn't know for sure Goldberg was on the way out at the time. We knew Brock was leaving, so like that 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 was known at the time. But just 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 uh, but yeah, they were both on the way out. You're 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 correct. But keep going. So that match kind of sucked. I mean, no, it, it there's there's no kind of about it. It really like sucked. I mean, if it wasn't for Stone Cold, that match would have like imploded on itself. That match would have been Battleground 2010 bad. <laughs> and I don't know if it, you can ever get that bad, but it was it was on that level of bad. Yeah, so anyway, I thought back then, I'm like, oh God, you know, it has to be, it would be that bad. And I realized, this is not the same Brock Lesnar. Mm-mm. And this is not the same boat. This is like retired Bill Goldberg. This is like Dad Goldberg. Yeah, like Chris Jericho Dad Bod. Yeah. Which I don't know. I hope that Goldberg at the end of this is not on the list. 
I mean, he may end up being on the list. I mean, he he may already still be on the list. Yep, and but, um, but I, but I, I get your point. I I was like, all right, this is gonna be interesting, and then like Heyman kept typing it up, and hyping it up, and hyping it up. I'm like, I want this. I mean, here's the thing: Paul Heyman can sell an ice box to an Eskimo. He could. Like, let's let's just let's just you know establish that already. The thing is, though, the mark in me really wants to see this because I felt like they got a bad shake in 2004 because you know there wasn't really any kind of build. It was just like you know like you know Brock screwed Goldberg and then Goldberg screwed Brock at No Way Out, which caused probably one of the greatest underdog stories of all time with Eddie Guerrero winning the title. Um, you know, which that's fine, you know, in hindsight, because, you know, that we got the title run that we thought we'd never see. But the thing is, though, they were really undershadowed by uh, WrestleMania 20, by all accounts, like was like there was a lot of big moments. Brock versus Goldberg wasn't one of them. (laughs) I, I mean, so I feel like, you know, this is going to be a good second chance for them. Like, uh, although it's going to more than likely be at Survivor Series, I think what they're trying to do is hype up Survivor Series to be one of the big four again. And, you know, because lately Survivor Series, not much to promote. No, and I've, I've gone to record on the main show, uh, which, by the way, you could hear tomorrow at mm-hmm. around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, as saying, I would rather have money in the bank as you know, in that position of one, the big four instead of survivor series. Yeah. And you're, you're absolutely, and you know, honestly, that's not a bad decision because survivor series has lost a lot of its luster. And honestly, this is a good first step in bringing it back. However, I feel that this match is not survivor series caliber. It's not Royal rumble caliber. It's main of it's, it's, it's co-main event at WrestleMania caliber. This is where the fantasy booking comes into play. All right, so Crow, how would you book this feud going up? Let's let's just you know say we do have it at Survivor Series like mm-hmm. it's predicted. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through two scenarios. Okay, uh, one where we see it played out two Survivor Series, yep. and one where in my mind I've already booked a WrestleMania already. Okay, so I'm gonna do Survivor Series first, and then. You can go ahead and do your Survivor Series build. Okay. Or, you know, I can go ahead and, or what is that all right with you? Yeah, that's right. Okay, we'll do that. Okay, so here's how I would build it to Survivor Series. So Survivor Series is what? A couple months away or actually next month actually. Yeah. Ooh, this is going to be tough. So here's what I would do. Initially because Goldberg said he wouldn't mind facing Brock Lesnar in interviews like offhand. Yep. I would initially have him say no. But I would use someone like like someone that's close to Bill Goldberg. Someone Kevin Nash. No, not Kevin Nash. Not Kevin Nash. <laughs> I got Bret Hart. No, 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 no. No. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay. Thing. Oh. This is what I'm thinking. So we use Sting to force Goldberg out of retirement because Goldberg doesn't want to fight. 
he's done like he did what he had to do back in 2004 because really the reason why he had a WWE run is so that his kids could see him wrestle, you know, at a big stage like the WWE because they didn't get a chance to see him in his initial run. Yep. So that was this whole point of that 2004 run. So he has no reason to have this match with Brock Lesnar. So why not give him extra motivation? Why not force to cripple Sting to get Bill Goldberg out of retirement? That would be a very good idea. And, you know, and the thing is, because that's going to lead, because, like, to me, because that would be my Survivor Series build, but that would be the start of my WrestleMania build. Though I would still use that, but I would like let it fester and like, you know, I would, you know, start making threats to his family. I would start, you know, I know I'm, I'm not getting a little bit ahead of myself, but um, I'm actually going to pause on my WrestleMania build because I have a pretty big, you know, ending. But I mean, if we're going to build a Survivor Series, then obviously good, we're going to let Bill Goldberg take the victory over that. Um, and not only that, but I mean, we would have to have. A stip because I mean I don't as we don't know if Goldberg can go we don't know if he's truly ring ready even though he says he is uh, Brock Lesnar will be carrying that match and I believe that Goldberg would walk away with it so what what do you think Trey so you know you say that we don't know if Goldberg would be truly ring ready let's remember that CM Punk was truly octagon ready I mean he was never octagon ready you'll you're Never truly octagon ready until you're in the octagon. So, right. I mean, I see your point. All right. So, here, here's my booking. So, bro, I have this <laughs> booked out from week one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Week one, we're going to start off pretty close to Crow. Bill Gober comes out. This will be next week, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says... I've heard Brock. I am retired. And then all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar comes out of nowhere and kills him. That would be brilliant. So for the next, for the next, you know, few weeks, we get Paul Heyman coming out, going, Brock Lesnar ended Goldberg. Mm-hmm. He ended Goldberg. The right. streak is irrelevant to the beast. You True. There and then here comes the tagline. There are no streaks in Suplex City. That that would be that would be really good. And then Goldberg comes back. You know, spears Lesnar obviously because yeah. you know he's got to get that. No, ah, I got no, you. No, no, no. Oh, he spears Paul Heyman. Oh God. And that pisses Brock Lesnar off. Because if there's one thing you don't want to do, it jumps off the beast. And then you have your fav, the crow favorite, no disqualified street fight, no disqualified hardcore, <laughs> hardcore parkour. You know, um, whatever else you want to call it, mm-hmm. at Survivor Series. Right. Okay. And that that's where that goes. And I put Lesnar over Goldberg at Survivor Series. Interesting. Why 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 would you go with that? Because you have Lesnar for two more years. Yeah, true. This is probably it for Goldberg. But but the thing is, though, 
but Goldberg does color. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Okay, so here's how I would book to WrestleMania for Goldberg Lesnar too. Okay. So I'm still all in on the Sting capturing, but the thing is though, they don't do it immediately. So Goldberg comes out next week on Raw. He says, "Brock, we had our match. I don't want another one. I'm good." And then Lesnar says something along like Lesnar does come out. I, I agree that Lesnar should come out that next week. And then Lesnar says, "You're going to regret that." And then just leaves it at that. Next week comes um Brock is on the air and he says and he's and he's challenging Goldberg yet again and we don't hear anything and then we get a phone in which we never do phone calls anymore, which I think, honestly, the phone calls was brilliant. Back, like, it was a brilliant idea. I mean, we could maybe do like a, you know, a, be a satellite thing from Goldberg's home. Goldberg once again says, listen, I'm out. I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. Heyman comes out, and he says, you know something, Goldberg? I got something for you. Let me, let me show you something. And then there's a picture of Goldberg's house. And outside of Goldberg's house is the beast incarnate himself, Brock Lesnar. Wow. And he literally starts smashing in windows, scaring his family. He doesn't attack the family. He doesn't attack the family. Goldberg is still adamant on not getting back in the ring. So if he's not attacking them and just, you know... Standing there looking menacingly is what you're exactly. Me. He's he's doing the mob the mob style of threatening so, someone. So what you're telling me is he's a clown. What do you mean? You haven't heard of the news about the clowns, have you? Oh yeah 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 okay yeah yeah yeah. Not necessarily like that, but I mean, in a way, you could say that. But the thing is, you know, he's literally going after Goldberg in every place that he can, and so he's on Raw the next week. And he says, no, I won't do it. I won't do it. And then, but the thing is, though, Goldberg says, I don't want to have a wrestling match with you. But I will meet you in the parking lot. And so Goldberg comes out to the parking lot. He's waiting for Brock Lesnar. Car whizzes right towards uh, Goldberg. Mrs. Goldberg driving the car, Paul Heyman. Whoa. So we skip to the next week. Nothing happens. We let it simmer. We skip to the next week. Paul Heyman comes out and he says, Goldberg, you've been avoiding us for far too long. And at this point, we're past Survivor Series. We're getting ready to head to Royal Rumble, right? So he says, you've been avoiding us for too long. We need a solid answer. Yes or no. And then Brock Lesnar comes out. He's carrying a baseball bat. He throws the bat on the ground. He goes back into the back. He pulls out a bloodied sting. Oh, God. Like, we bring back blood for this. There's color, damn it. Actually, you know what? Strike that, strike that. The week previously, Heyman comes out, starts, you know, talking about Goldberg. Sting does come out and says, listen, 
you you need to leave this alone. You don't want this for for Brock. And then Heyman starts, you know, pointing his finger, like you know, poking at Sting and stuff like that. And Sting drops the death drop on on Heyman. And then we go to the then we go to the week after that with Brock carrying out a bloodied Sting. That would actually make a lot of sense. It does make sense because Sting comes to Goldberg's defense because. Goldberg doesn't want to do it, and you know he's trying to advocate for Goldberg that he's retired, right? Yep. Because he's retired himself. And if Heyman's going to threaten, you know, Sting, that's not going to cause any kind of damage to Sting because he's Sting. I mean, and plus it's Paul Heyman. I mean, he could literally like you know kick his ass any day of the week. So Sting's bloody, and then. Heyman says this. We want an answer by Royal Rumble. And this is a couple weeks before Rumble. Keep in mind. So we want an answer by Royal Rumble. And Brock's in the Royal Rumble, by the way, too. Brock is in the Royal Rumble. If you do not answer us, (laughs) there will be people closer to you that are next, insinuating his family. Like, you literally, like, go after his family. So you attack his house, he lets that go. You attack his character, he lets it go. You attack one of his closest friends and then threaten to attack his family. He shows up at the Royal Rumble. Brock enters in at number 30. Brock is about to win the Royal Rumble. And it doesn't matter who wins the Royal Rumble because we're not – we don't care about that. All of a sudden, you hear Goldberg's music. He comes out full battle gear. He's ready to roll. He sees Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar sees him. And Goldberg charges for the ring. And they just go at it. Who right wins here. the Royal Rumble? Who's the Royal Rumble? Um, yeah, who, who wins? Well, SmackDown will win. Okay. I think a SmackDown person will win. Um, AJ. I, think, I don't think AJ. Honestly, it's Cena. I'm gonna go Cena. You go it's, Cena. Gonna come, it's gonna come down to Brock and Cena because there's history there. You know that sounds good. That sounds good. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Brock Cena, last two of the Royal Rumble. And you know what? I'll even go as far as this. Uh, Cena will be a very early number this year. Oh, this is an um, uh, breaking news. Attitude Era podcast is officially back. Yay! I'm, just, I'm reading on. I'm reading on this. And uh, more breaking news. WWE has reportedly signed Carlito. But we'll talk Yay. about that. Uh, back on yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay, so he starts beating the ever living shit out of Brock. Brock doesn't see this coming. Brock is like, you know, getting rocked back and forth. And then like, you know, he he finally he finally gets over you know, he finally gets over on Goldberg. He sets up for a a F five. Yep. And Brock reverses it. I'm sorry, uh, Goldberg reverses it. Cena comes in, attitude adjustments. Wow. And then Goldberg's primed in the corner. And then Brock gets up, spear. Like, just, like, spears him right in half. And then Cena throws... uh, 
Cena throws Brock over the top rope. It's academic from there. Cena goes on to the main event at WrestleMania. And then as Brock Lesnar is starting to slowly get up from outside of the ring. Goldberg. Goldberg. Um, um, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So Brock Lesnar's outside of the ring. He's slowly getting up. Paul Heyman's trying to help him up. Goldberg grabs the mic. And then he looks at Lesnar and he says, Lesnar, you're next. Drops the mic, exits through the crowd. Wow. And then the stage is set. Goldberg, Lesnar, two at WrestleMania. And it's a lot better than 12 years ago. And it's and it will be a lot better than 12 years ago. Suplexes all around. And, you know, honestly, you're not going to get a lot of mic time out, out of Goldberg. So what, what you do is you make Sting Goldberg's mouthpiece. Which is probably for the best because Goldberg yeah. can never talk. Goldberg was never big on the mic except for, like, you know, quips here and there. You know, you know who Goldberg was, Crow? <clears throat> he was the Mike Tyson he really was. He really was. So you, you make Sting his mouthpiece. You put him in Bill's corner, or you put him in Goldberg's corner. And it's literally a war of words until WrestleMania between Sting and Paul Heyman. I think, honestly, that would be the best way to approach that because you're not going to get any kind of, you know, you know Brock Lesnar and Goldberg, uh, uh, and Goldberg are very similar when it comes to character, if you really sit down and think about it. They're just phys- physical athletes. That's all that they really are. Yeah, that's really true. And um, I would I would say though that Brock has a little bit better of wrestling ability than Goldberg. Mm-hmm. But I think Goldberg just brings an intensity that is completely unmatched. Exactly, I agree completely. And then you know we have this going on up until WrestleMania. We have the match. Sting is in Goldberg's corner. And of course, Heyman's in Brock's corner. They have a bar, like they go at least twenty-five to thirty minutes. It has to be that long because you have to tell a story. And I feel like if if Brock wants to tell a story, he will tell a story. Oh yeah, Goldberg will tell a story. Like it's it's really all dependent upon Brock at that point. But let's just assume, for you know, booking's sake, that Brock plays along and he wants to tell the story. You have Goldberg's family at ringside. Right when Brock Lesnar's like Goldberg enters first, obviously. Yep. Brock Lesnar enters second. He walks right by his family and he smiles. Wow. You know what I mean? Like little nuanced things, you know what I mean? And then like Sting walks over and like, you know, he he now now Sting's in full battle rattle too. He's painted up, he's ready to go. And he literally points his bat underneath Brock's chin saying, nah, so Brock backs off, even though, you know, there's no reason for him to, but, you know, obviously, you know, Sting's a different person when he has the face paint on. So they have the match. Here's what I'm thinking. Why does it have to be a win-lose scenario for either guy? Are you going to go with the double? No, 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 no. Let's pull a savage steamboat. Wow. Let it go to a draw. Time limit? Yeah, let it go to a time limit draw. And then you could further book it, I guess, to SummerSlam? 
No, no, no. No, no, no. You end it there. You just, you end it. Yeah. Like, there's no point in going on further. Because at that point, Brock looks at Goldberg. Goldberg looks at Brock. And then they shake hands. And then that's it. Brock walks to the back. He doesn't say a word. Goldberg, like, goes to the back as well. And then that's the end. I would really- proving, proving to the entire world that 2004 was a fluke. Proving to the world that if given the opportunity and if given the and if given you know the the right circumstances, the right build, they can tell a great story without having a clear winner. Because you can't have a clear winner between Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. There's no way. So why try? That's very true. So why not go with the Steamboat Savage ending? Granted, it's going to piss a lot of people off. It's going to piss us off. And the thing is, I came up with it, and it would probably piss me off. Yep. But But if we're talking about best-case scenarios, that's the way to do it. And Crow rests his case. And I rest my case. (laughs) With that... I'm a man with a plan! We already out of time? We're at like three minutes, dude. Oh, wow. Did I just go off? Yeah. Jeez, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I, I really had nothing left. You were like Bush Carlton on this show. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening to Fantasy Booking. If you agree with me, let us know at our Facebook forward slash The Bay Podcast or tweet us at The Bay Podcast or you can tweet me personally. I'm at Bay of Crows. I'm at Earl Gray Trey Bay. And I will see you all tomorrow on the Bay Podcast. Good night, everybody. Come from the floor, but saying help me, please. I can't prove it, but for the burial trees. It ain't never been from that's the line on the jump. It's for a shadow, then the island, get him ready to jump. The trick is to look straight ahead, and don't be blinded. The people of the top don't need to be reminded. They're only as good as their last idea. A future game of teeth. Get out of here. I'm a man with a plan.
man with a blue.